People love that it's the Juice and Tid show here. Yep. This show that we're going to talk about, I believe oh, it's uh, season 12, it. episode 47. I've <laughs> yeah. never seen it before. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Theory. Hey, everybody. How's it going down? What's cracking? What's happening? What's the word? Hope you're all well. Because here we go. We're listening to uh, Theory. Well, you're listening to it. I'm the one talking. Um, Let's go. What are we waiting for? Hashtag Reaper Reviews. We know what we're doing. We know what you're here for. Let's get into it. Without further ado. Let's go sit down with the man whose hair gets nicer by the day, Kim Coates, and let's get into this. All right? What are you waiting for? Let's go. Right now. All right. Here we go. How's it going, Theo? No hat. No hat. No hat for you. Oh, nice uh, hoodie thing going on. Yeah. I've got a T-shirt that cost over a hundred bucks. I won't whoa. tell you why, but whoa, oh. <laughs> looks good with the painting. <laughs> hey, listen, can I say something? Can I? This is you know your show. I'm just your deputy. That's but not the truth. It's all for changing. all for our for our incredible family, yeah. family, Sam-ly. fans, peeps. As you came up with last Wednesday, family. Yeah. Do us a favor. Do yourselves a favor. Keep telling people about this podcast. Obviously, we know you're doing that. We need you to subscribe if you haven't already. I want you to go and click however you're listening, however you're watching. Take the survey. Go down to the bottom. Go down to the bottom, wherever that is. Take the survey. Subscribe. And so that's a good thing. I've done it already under 10 aliases, which I won't even <laughs> six, I'm 644 right now. Agent 644. Yep. Agent 644. Just for us who are yep. listening and watching. But no, you got to do that. And I know the ones that you that have, you're telling everybody to do that because that's how these things are uh, con- that continue to grow and succeed. And and we have so much and how fun we on keep these doing them. And how and we how keep we doing. Keep, and and here's what's crazy about our show. It's actually because uh, I can see all the analytics and all that. It's one of the highest. Like we have usually on YouTube, it's like when yeah, people watch videos, you know all that shit. Yeah, when people watch videos, usually I think it's like seventy uh, percent or eighty percent are non-subscribers to the channel, and twenty percent are just you know people who are subscribed. Ours is like fifty-fifty right now. Like fifty percent of the people who are watching these videos are subscribed to the channel, so that's amazing. We want to get it even higher, and then for all those listening to this on audio, Apple and Google Play and iHeart, iTunes, whatever, iHeartRadio, just subscribe. Um, and this survey we're doing. Is because Kim and I are going to be talking about a bunch of other stuff on here as well. And uh, we'll continue to do it and get it bigger than everything. Like I said, we got the merch coming soon. New graphics are coming soon. And uh, some of the merch, we're talking about doing an Agent four, a 644 shirt. Do I, do, I, do I get some of the merch, Theo? <laughs> yeah, would, I get, would I get a T-shirt? We're thinking about doing one with you your know, quote on it. Your quote with 644. Uh, Agent 644. Yep. yep. <laughs> It'll be cool like this. It'll be uh, – we're going to do some cool stuff. So um, 
we're pretty excited. There's going to be Reaper review merch and there's going to be all this other stuff. I know that uh, the SOA and Mayan Addicts are doing some kind of contest for a bunch of people who are subscribing. Um, cause whether Beautiful. You, whether you know this or not, I know not- I have a I have a bunch of stuff that you signed over the years here in uh, here in the house. So I'm going to uh, be giving some of that away. Um, well, that's wonderful. And I have some stuff too when you need it, obviously, because of Kyla Coates and all those incredible hogs for heart that we yeah. did and all the charities that you and I continue to support so happily. I have some stuff. Me too. So when you need it, you're going to let me know. Yeah. And we'll- we're going to start doing some contests and all that kind of stuff and, uh, and really just start building this, this Samly out, this Sam Crow family. Um, and, uh, and, and, for, and, for our, and for our Samly people listening right now, and it just keeps growing every week and it, it, we're sort of exploding now, which is so fantastic. I wanted to tell them something because I and you have done podcasts before. We have. There's all kinds of podcasts. There's big podcasts there's small there's some now it's all over zoom because we really are keeping six feet away and being safe with 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 our health and all those things that's why this works so well you can hear us well you can see us well yeah. i will get a microphone and headphones eventually when One i can day. afford it One yeah day. i i'm i just stay in this room 24 7 i gotta get out more yeah. but I, I gotta tell you this there's no podcast like this one yeah this is you and i this is you and me no and we're bullshit. talking about there's no BS. And I'm telling you, bro, this is what I'm hearing on the street, in the grocery store, on my Twitter feed. Diana's Facebook is exploding. My wife, I don't do Facebook, yep. but people love that we rarely know anything. No. People love that it's the Juice and Tid show here. Yep. They, they love that we're talking about a show that meant so much to them. And the little stories that we talk about every week, even mm-hmm. though we can't help ourselves, they love that too. So- well, this is a different kind and of that, podcast. And that now. we're watching it and that we're watching it for the first time, like with them. They're so excited because where they they feel like, oh my God, now they understand. That's right. No, that's right. Yeah. I've never this show that we're gonna talk about, I believe oh, it's uh season never seen twelve, it. episode forty seven. <laughs> yeah. I I've never seen it before. This this no. is like season three, episode six, the push. The push. Why is it called the push? Well, I know why it was called the push to me, <laughs> and I'll I'll get into that ah, pretty fucking that. pretty fucking soon. Yeah, uh, but why was is, no. is it because of the push? Don't care. Okay, don't, don't care. care. Me neither. Don't okay, who cares? So here's <laughs> the thing. Before we get into that, um, who cares? I love that but, last week's comment. <laughs> who cares? Who cares? Who cares? And 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 honestly, again. Every time these things, the clips have been dropping, you know, the CLIPZs, the theory clips, um, it's about to, it's about to get rebranded into a lot of stuff. It's going to be, you know, uh, Theo and Kim's theory with the Reaper reviews and all that. You're going to see a lot of stuff coming up, but one of the things is, um, Keep the comments coming. Keep the questions coming. I know last week we forgot to answer questions, but that's because the episode was like six hours long, and we just wanted I to last end week, it. I, I had 42 pages of notes in 42. I could. It was crazy. It was, it was too, much. too long. So we're yeah. going to start this episode relatively faster so we can yeah. actually answer a question because there are some really good ones out Love there it. from people, and I know they like to hear them. Um Somebody did write something that was really interesting because you've always been better at this than me. I always thought we started the show in 2009. Somebody hey. just wrote, yeah. Hey, 
Nirvana one nine nine three one wrote uh, whenever it was they commented on uh, one of the things and wrote I watched the pilot on the night it originally aired nine three oh eight and I yeah. remember it like it was yesterday I was fifteen and just starting high school the teasers of the show wow, playing for weeks on FX can you imagine I it, that's like early oh eight this show started yeah Where September. Well, you've been here. You've been, you've been, your hair is still the same. You're growing up. You've had a couple of kids since then. It's got the same wife, which I love. And, uh, you've had, you know, a great life and it's, it's only, uh, you know, exploding. So, oh, oh, wait. Yeah. September. Oh, eight. That means that because I had come on super early, there's a possibility that it was like January, February, March, April, May, June, July, probably in like summer of, oh, eight. Jackson and I were doing like Charlie and I, I think I remember it was just him and I that when maybe Boone was around and we were doing some motorcycle training before they filled out the rest of the cast. And again, I didn't even know what was going on, um, but that had to be like early wait. So crazy. I, I, it, sometimes it doesn't feel like that long ago. And sometimes it feels like a million years ago because so much has gone on, especially in the accelerated pace of the world right now. But what I have noticed is in these chaotic times that we are yeah. living in, and it's okay to say they're chaotic. It doesn't mean that that's, well, maybe it does mean it's a bad thing, but it is a little chaotic. And I, what I've noticed is that, and you've probably noticed is that people are nostalgic for different times, um, maybe more times that were simpler, maybe is the word that we're looking for. And a lot of people are going back in their entertainment to nostalgia. There's a lot of stuff from the eighties coming up and nineties and, and, and stuff that people felt a commonality to, um, especially now with like 600 shows on the air and 7 million movies coming out a year. And you know, the, the, the whole star system's dead and everything's like that is all gone. So they're thinking about these things that they all had in common and they all would talk about. And I do believe sons is one of those. So I feel like this is uh this is a really cool podcast because I think that it, and not just saying it cause it's ours. I think it just gives people that ability to kind of take a break, take a beat from the madness Listen no, to two idiots. No, no, I, I, I am saying it because it's us too. I'm, I'm telling you what, I, I would want to listen to me 24-7 if I had to because I listen to you 24-7 whether I have to or not. And no, nah, come on, man. I mean, 2008 when this show started, this idea of, I mean, let's give props to you and your producers, Theo, and your editors. They're doing such a great job of this Justin, show. Carolyn. Just, just such, such, no, just such an incredible job. And However, this came about, the good thing about it is it shows the love that you and I had for this show. Yeah. Because if you think I'm going to sit here once a week, whether we're in a different normal right now or not, and how we're going to get out of it, because we will, you're crazy. But I love you. I love my cast. I love the writers. We didn't all get along all the time, but I love the show. And so if you're telling me that these kinds of podcasts, which are so different and esoteric in their own way, this is the perfect time. There's no better time than to have fun and talk about uh, 10 years ago, nine years ago, eight than right now. And that's what we're doing. And good for us. And just to show people that things were different. You know, it's funny. We get a lot of questions where people are like, oh, man, sometimes I get the feeling that, you know, everybody didn't love each other and everybody was this. And, you know, they have this illusion Understand this. First of all, we all love each other beyond 
thought process. That's not even a question. That's something that can never be debated. You could ask every single person. The difference is that like family, when you're together every single day, not just when you're filming, but sometimes when you're not filming, a lot of times we did. you're not filming. We're we did. together all, all the time. The time. The weekends, time. nights, all the time. Basically living together, traveling together. Of course we got in fights. Of course we had problems with each other. One hundred percent. Just like you and your family have, just like you and your best friends have. But guess what? Do we know that we did something incredibly special? Do we know that we were very fortunate and blessed to be part of something that changed all our lives? You're damn right we did. And we're pretty aware of it. And God, do we love each other. So that's one of the things that I think that everybody goes back to is because that love radiates off the screen that we had for each other. Um, and it still is today. You know, like we said, we all talk and we do whatever we do. So uh, don't, don't, don't ever get that twisted. And then the other thing is they just listen, man, I watch a lot of TV. I, I watch, you know, I, well, that's not true. I watch what I can. Um, this was a different era of TV. This was the beginning of all this. You know, this was the beginning of those times, of those shows. So, of course, the beginning ones seem more special than a lot of the others um, that are out now or different because they're the OGs. They're the originals, like The Sopranos, like all the stuff we talk about. So we're yeah. fortunate to be part of that. So that's why everybody's going back to it. Um, and I'm, we're happy to do it. Yeah. We love it. You're going a little crazy there, Theo. Are you back? There you are. Was I was I all right? Were you? Yeah, you were I'm little... back. Is that you? No, you're uh, frozen. Look at your hand. There you go. Have you been? No, you're frozen again. Is it you? Is it you? Or you know, is we it always me? say this, but then the people don't realize it's you. Definitely, I'm like I'm sitting on my Wi-Fi. I'm basically in a closet. It's you. Where the fuck? No, I've got every bar I can possibly have. Oh, because you do it on your phone, yeah. I got to get, um, I do it on my iPad. I've got to get, see, you know, living in this goddamn shack, this gorgeous shack. I, I, am I, am I moving now? No, you're not. Diana, am I frozen here? You are. And you're calling Diana over. This is amazing. Yeah, I I have to. There you are. Now I see you. Can you see me now? Diana, check what's going on. This is a mess. He's a mess. Diana, this technology, you know me. I need, a, I need an ice cream truck. That's all I've ever needed. Okay, I hope this works. Am I back now? Am I back you now? You are. Can you hear me? Yeah. Right, good. Yeah, good. Are we we'll, ready? We'll edit all around that. Here we go. No, Let's we go. won't. No, we're not. We're not going to edit oh, anything, we won't. Tim, because or we don't do that. That's not keep, who we are. Keep it in. Keep the it sa- in. The family wants it all. <laughs> they want all it all. Of it. They don't want to think want- that this thing's edited. No, what else did we edit? if we edit that, what else have we edited? Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Exactly. I, I, just, I haven't, I, you know, I'm not caught up. I'm not exactly. caught up. Okay. So listen, the push was a big episode for me as well. This is season three, yeah. episode six. We wanted to dive back into season three. Oh. I'm so glad we are. Um, because again, this was important for me to understand why I thought I might've had problems with it, but, um, this was an important episode, obviously, and it's going to make me laugh, but it's not necessarily a laughing matter. You and Kozik, and we're going to get into this is 
truly a rivalry for the ages, but there's so much behind the scenes stuff with that relationship. Kenny, Kenny, uh, KJ actually commented on a tweet. Yes. Uh, or whatever it was a week ago about us, uh, about you specifically. I, that's, that's the big reason everyone wanted and picked this. Um, I have a bunch of people who have picked this. So I just want you to start this one off and then I'm going to say who picked it. Go ahead. All right. So in the, you know, the previews of the push, um, I, I went, okay, wait, someone took your cut. Someone took your cut. Yeah. That, that's how we're going to start this show off by us being reminded yeah. that you, because you didn't have me to protect you. I was, no. on, I was on Gemma Island. You had your cut ripped off in the back of a van. Basically the worst thing you could ever do. Pretty, pretty much. I yep. mean, and, and, you know, Alvarez reminds you of that at the end of this episode. Yep. So, I mean, do, do you remember doing that whole, I guess you do, right? No, I, mean, I don't. Must have been, no, no, I don't. Um, but, but, you, but you did. But I did. Um, this episode, by the way, comes for us. It might not even have come for us from this person. Maybe I'm just giving them credit, but Shantae Luna, who is amazing on Twitter and, uh, and, uh, has recommended a bunch of episodes. So I believe this is one of hers. Um, so I wanted to get into that. Shantae's the best. She's always, always involved in the show and, and everything we do. Um, here's I've, been, I've, I've, I've been having nightmares about this show since I shot it. So yeah. we might as well do it now and get it out of the way. Let's get it out of the way. Let's talk about Juice getting his cut taken. Did I remember it? No. Um, do, I, do, I, do I remember the things that happened with it? Uh, sort kind of. Sort of. Kind of. Now, we do know that there was this uh, subset club because we're going to get into the episode. But in the preview, he gets his cut taken. He gets kidnapped, beat up. Obviously, they were taking something, not just my cut, not just making a statement. Or maybe they were. I don't know until we watch. We're going to wait till we see those episodes to talk about something we don't know anything about anyway. So we'll Good. wait. So I'm sure people and, are and, mad and at I, us already. That's fine. And then I want to talk about, you know, Paula Malkinson plays Maureen. Now, that not only is she a brilliant actor, actress, right. actor, uh, she's from she's from Belfast, peeps. So if you don't understand her like that Irish accent, you're, you're not you're not going to, you, you know, she she knows exactly what she's doing. She was brilliant on the show. Um, she had a thing for for John Teller back in the day. Like they were hooking whoa, up. Whoa. They were together. They were together, man. They were together big time. So her accent it, it fucking works for me. All right. Okay. Quick, quick question before you go. Go. Yeah. When did Gemma have a heart attack? Uh, or you did you, her her scar? Why'd she fall? No. What? She oh, no, passed out. She, she passed out because she. No, no, she, she, she heard that Abel, Abel was gone. Oh, so she I'm just, an no, she just, she, no, no, her and I just get off the island. We're going to talk, that's either fourth or fifth episode, just before this. <laughs> we get off the island, we're going to come home for some little tea, and Abel's fucking gone. And she just, she had no idea. I don't think so. That. I don't think so. Okay. Listen, this is why people listen to this thing, to realize that I know nothing. Oh, I know. And I you know, know even less. You. So in the preview, so. she hits the ground. Down, out, because she's here. She's talking to Paul. I thought she had a heart attack. No. She just heard something that she Then why is she in the hospital? Well, she's got a bad heart anyway. because. But isn't that a, why she's in the hospital? 
Well, maybe. Let's watch the show when we watch the show, and then we'll talk about it. How because they're in the that? hospital in the beginning. Well, that's because she probably had a fucking fainting session. They think it's her heart. It was his heart. It was, <laughs> it was his heart. I don't know. Uh, she fell down. I think she had some bad info, but she's got a bad heart. They're taking in to get Okay, so point is on the preview, because we're still in the preview. She yeah. hits the ground. And also, it's the beginning of the Jack Stahl plan. We've already reviewed season, uh, season three finale. This is the beginning. So he was putting this plan into motion early. Early. Okay. Unbeknownst to me and my Unbeknownst memory. to anybody. Well, not the fans. Not, not the family. The family knows. They, they know knew. all about They They knew. We know but yeah, no, no. at this point, no one does. That's right. This is the beginning of that whole Stahl thing. Yeah. Oh, is he going oh, to be a rat? I should probably look at our notes before I talk. Go. So it says, I opened by saying we are tapped again. With the club's out of money. Apparently, Juice <laughs> lost 10K. They took $10,000 from me when they took my cut. Now, we're, now, now we're cooking I, with grease. Now we're cooking with grease. We got yeah, it going on. Here now we, go. we got it going on. No, seriously. <laughs> thanks for bringing that up because I had no idea. I call you an idiot coming up. So yes. it must be part of. You know, you get your cut stolen, plus he lost a bunch of money for us. Okay, right. so first scene, big day meeting outside. Talk about that. We never do scenes outside during the day. That was amazing. Is that when uh, Cozy comes in? Is that the one you're talking yeah, about? The when best, we're in the back. I back have a lot of, of questions. There? Yeah, the back yeah. of the clubhouse. So this is all I know, and that is that for those of you who don't know Kenny Johnson, you should. For those of you who came from an arm wrestling background, you do. The kid was a world champion arm wrestler. Number two in the world. He is a bull. Beast. Now, if you've heard of a bull in a china shop, that's pretty much Kenny. Yeah. And his tail like a dog wags all the time. He's a beautiful human being. He'd give you the shirt off his back. He'd buy you a hot dog if you wanted one. But he's a bull. He'll also break in, you in half in 14 seconds. In, well, he did, it, we're going to get to that. But at the beginning of this, this is what I loved about Kenny in this scene. We now know we're about to work with, uh, you've seen The Shield. It's one of your favorite shows. I'd never seen it. Lem. I knew, he plays I, Lem on The Shield. I, it's one of the best characters I, ever. I knew who Kenny was. Excited. You know, we've met him before. But this is where he's really going to be part of the club, we think. Or maybe not. We'll see how it's going to turn out. But. Uh, Kenny shows up and uh, everyone else splits. Everyone else goes in. We're getting ready for the big vote. They split. They want to leave the two boys to talk it out. And he's just, like I said, his tail's always wagging. Well, his hand knocks over a beer, totally by accident. He picks it up and he goes, uh, 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 just can we, can we just, so we're going to do it again. And so they put a new beer out there and, and whatever, and it starts coming in. He knocks it over again. We did it three times, and he's not trying to. He just does. His tail just can't. And so the third time, I reach in, I pick it up, and I put my finger on it. And for all of you, you know, non-alcoholic people, if you know, if you put your finger on a beer, it stops the foam from going crazy. I knew that from my, you know, university days. So I just put my finger on top of the beer, and it stopped it. And I made Kenny just keep going, just kept going, just kept going. And that's what they kept in the scene, and it was beautiful. It was fucking beautiful. I am blown away that you told me that happened three times because I have in my notes, obviously, I could tell 
sometimes things are so brilliant that you go, that's an accident because you can, you can't, I don't care how good of an actor or a writer you are. You can't plan it because it would have to be perfect. And the way you kept staring at him when you put your finger on it and picked it up. But the fact that he did that three times is beyond recognition. <laughs> no, he did it three times and, and he really wasn't trying to. That's what's so beautiful about the way he acts. He's he wasn't trying. He's just a bulldog and he yeah. just, he just did it. And, and he was more flustered and I, it might've helped cozy at the moment because he's going to be flustered with Tig and Tig's vote that's about to happen in, in, in the chapel. And so maybe that was all part of his internal workings. And I didn't, you, fuck, don't go there with Kenny. Just let, let yeah. Kenny be Kenny. You can't ask him, just go. And uh, I just found it so fucking my, if you look at Tig's face, looking at Kozik when he knocked it over the third time, I, that's it. We're just going to keep going. I'm going to put my finger in the bottle and they used it and it was gorgeous and funny. And it was just, yeah, that was it's the beginning. It's such of the show. an amazing scene. And having you two that really, because we'd, we'd been prepping this for a minute since season three, episode one, when they said that's on TIG, right? When he wanted to come in the club. Again, knowing Kenny now the way I do, and I, I can only hope that he's listening to us, he is the strongest person I've ever met in my life. Meaning, because I've been uh. tossed around by him, I've never seen something like it. He has a physical strength that is beyond. No, comparison. he doesn't. And he doesn't even know. No. He's so strong. He's so strong. He's like a redwood tree. You yes. talk about Bill Lucking in those same yeah. terms. Yeah. Those two guys are like, you can't move them. But when and he grabs you, he would come up and grab you. Like if he was behind you and you would like, let's say you were just hanging out and everybody's bullshit and everybody's talking, he'd come up and grab you. And like certain people grabbing you and you're like, okay, it's cool. Like he'd grab you and it's like a vice. And he'd, he could like, you know, I'm 175 pounds. He could pick you up and like literally just like move Every you. time I had a little arm wrestle with him and he would play jokes with all of us, I looked him in the face and I would say, don't fucking break my wrist. Don't break my arm. Please don't break my arm. Yeah. Like, I just want to feel your strength. But don't and, break my arm. But, oh, God. Be. So damn. that scene is it, so incredible and you're smiling the whole time. Uh, just amazing. Okay, so we're at the table. Yeah. Okay. Couple of questions uh, again. Yeah. Since we started this, <laughs> so we started this reboot review not knowing shit about anything. Let's go with the, <laughs> the prospects come running in. The three prospects we started Miles, three. Chris. Pros yeah, we had three, and then we lost one. Yeah, well, one of the kids is actually from one of my favorite movies ever called Kids. Uh, he's uh, it's a New York independent film that's absolutely amazing. It was Rosario Dawson's first film. <laughs> wow, seven, cool. Amazing movie uh, cool. by this guy, Harmony. And he's the lead of that movie. He did not last long with us. He left. He was gone right away. And then we got, you know, Frank and Chris. Reed Frankie and Chris took over. Yeah, they were, yeah. they were awesome. So those two, they, we started with those three prospects, but really we were with Potter and uh, Chris. And uh, if, we, if you, just so I know everybody who's listening to this goes, who the fuck are you talking about? Filthy Phil and, uh, and Miles, which That's obviously right. Juice knows well. So those two. Uh, stuck with us but the third kid is from this movie kids he's been in a ton of stuff he's a phenomenal new york actor uh but he last he lasted like one or two episodes um so the prospects come in they're gone i have a question and maybe this isn't the time to say it, and if it is just tell me no what's the problem with T with kozik again what do you mean with taking kozik yeah <clears throat> well this is what the whole third season is going to be about, Theo. Do you want me to get into it now? I mean, no, no. You know what? Maybe we save it. 
Because I, how about this? I don't know. And you shouldn't know. No one should know at this time. This is the, this is, this is, there's a problem. There was a scene. It's either coming up or we've done it already, but we haven't talked about it yet. I think it's the first time I see uh, Kozik and Tig. We get so close in the clubhouse where I go, you want to kiss me? You want to kiss? Like there's, so there's some animosity right away between these two, but it's club animosity. It's not like I fucking, but there's something going on. And we find out when you guys go to Ireland about this Missy. Missy. Who the fuck is Missy? Got it. And yeah, I, I remember a little. And so, so there was a background that only Bobby knows, Clay knows. You, you know a little bit, probably yep. not as much. But there was always this thing, this fucking problem. But no one knew what it was. But Tig and Kozik do. And it was called Missy, the, the audiences. But we don't know that know. yet. No, no, okay. nothing. So here's the thing. What I loved what they did here at the voting of the table, because we're voting, right? So we obviously, Happy is now going to become an official uh, Redwood original member. Correct. That's, you know, right Uh, away. Yeah, yeah, everybody does the whole, you know, lift off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jax does the big delay, trying to get some comedy (laughs) on Charlie. I love it. Right? And then. And then, um, that's what that moment was. It was an attempt comedy. to do a comedy. Was kidding. But they didn't keep the camera on him. They put it on, uh, they on put it on lift off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. DL. Okay. Lift off. If we ever say lift off, it's DL, which it's is DL. happy, which is happy. Just, you know, these people hear 14 names and they get flustered in the comments. <laughs> um, okay. Here's, here's my, here's my thing that I thought was so brilliant. We go to Kozik to vote him in. Yeah. Instead of doing some big, let's go around the whole table the other way and end with Tig, the first vote is nay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. no Sutter, chance. We're not even Sutter, getting to the other people. Sutter didn't want any of that bullshit. He, he wanted to go, we start with Clay, let's just go right to Tig. Because that's, that's it's, nay. He says it's nay. And it's you were smiling about it. Like, it's oh, not yeah. even a question. No, not even a question. No fucking way. Okay. Amazing scene. We go outside. He pushes you from behind before you did that. That's when I saw him. We referenced it in last week's episode, the TIG hair in full effect. Your yeah. hair got bigger by the season. Maybe it started yeah. to come down later. You were up. You were, you were like <laughs> Sonny Bono. It's up there, right? So let me ask you this. You're, you're in full effect. Kozik's there. You know this whole thing's come with you and Kenny. He's been around now for a little while. You know this scene is coming. Did you guys have stunt doubles? Did you rehearse it? Did you do whatever? Tell me everything about this scene. Okay. So, and we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're not going to leave any of this out. We're going to talk about the whole thing for our family because they need to hear this. Um, I, knew, I knew right away, and there was... There was bets going on that you can tell everybody about in a minute. You and Charlie had bets like how long is it going to be before Coates breaks his leg or his arm or so, or someone's going to lose an eye because both these guys are crazy and it's going to, but for me, my nickname on the show was safety first. Yep. Safety first. All the guns, all the, all the riding. I would stop shots. Tommy's dragging his feet. Someone didn't know what they're, stop, stop. Always say, so this is the first time I remember feeling a little bit when I fought DL, big fisticuffs in the pilot and DL was who DL is. And I made sure that he knew that this is acting and, you know, we're not going to punch each other. Real, hey, I got it. I got, I got you. I got you. I got you. Go see. I got. So I, right. But this is Kenny Johnson and he's a fucking bull. 
So, of course, we rehearsed the entire fight. And the, when you rehearse fights, it's not a play fight because play fights are just with pillows. And this is swinging and ducking and hitting in the stomach. You want to feel it. You want to tap. You want to tap. You don't want to, you know, you, you miss your face when it's a, and depending on where the camera is, where, where Stevie and David would put the camera, you would, it would look like you're getting knocked up. People understand that. But with Kenny Johnson, man, here's where well, the one thing was gone through my mind. And, and I blame myself more than I blame Kenny. The end of the fight was, and this is what Stephen K wanted to do. And then I found out later that he tried it on another show and someone got seriously hurt. What he wanted and what Sutter wanted was these two, think about these two incredible elks. They're going to come together and or grizzly bears, like knock, knock heads. No one wins. No one loses. So the last image was going to be Kenny and Kim running at one another. And we were going to grab like my arm over his shoulder, his arm over, and bang. No face, just chest to chest. Okay. So we do it and you do it and you get on the pool table, then you get into the couch and we stop and everyone's ready. And then we're getting ready for the big finale. And I got to tell you, I never saw it coming. It was his shoulder went into my neck. You saw it. Everyone heard it. I fucking hit the ground like, like a cabbage. I went down. I fucking screamed. It was like I was, and I started yelling at him, and I fucking got up, and everyone was grabbing Kenny and grabbing me, and I, I had surgery. I got lucky. I mean, I got fucking lucky. I could have burst my Adam's apple. I mean, and I blame me more than I blame Kenny, because Kenny just, he didn't know his own strength, man, and he just, his fucking shoulder went right into my neck, and that's that, that and... Bob's your fucking uncle. Yeah. I should have turned around. I should have turned my back at him. I mean, something. But uh, what was you know it what, like? Was you it? know what the craziest part about that story is? I won $40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was some bets going on, man. It's like, who's going to hit the floor? Coach, he's going to hit the floor. He's going to be hitting this fight. Someone's going to break a nose. Someone's going to. And we had rings going on. And. Uh, yeah, it was something else. I, it's the first time ever on a show that I had to just take a break, take a moment. And there was a big ass, well, you can't, maybe you can see the, I don't know if you can see the scar, but I can. Yeah. Yeah. He fucked up my neck pretty bad. And uh, I had surgery uh, at the end of that season. That was season six. So nothing no, season got three. I'm sorry, season three, episode six. I mean, I got it done at the end of that, that season, but we were lucky. Kenny and Kenny was very sorry, and I was sorry. It was just one of those moments where you just go, motherfucker. I was pretty close. What's really interesting is we're going to see later in the show, I had a similar incident, um, and, uh, and we'll talk about that. But, you know, again, what people have to understand, and this is a tricky one. I try to teach a lot of young actors this because I was as bad at this as anybody else, is that real fighting and stage combat are two completely different animals. Yeah. Stage combat would be more similar to dancing. Yeah. I mean, the routine, one, two, three. That's right. One, That's two, right. Three, you four. duck there. You, That's you right. stab there. We're you move swing. here. We're going to step. Yeah. We're going to move. Yeah. We're going to duck. And it's like a dance move. You're almost figuring out your dance. 
And then also what looks faster on camera could be slower in real life because things look different. You have to follow through with your punches. Depending on where the camera is, your fist could be almost a foot away from someone's face and the camera makes it look like you're hitting them. You, your eyes have to follow their eyes. So the second this thing crosses, you have to turn your head. There's so many little nuances that you learn, but it only comes with uh, one, learn, wanting to learn it, and two, shaking off the real fighting if, you, if you're a trained fighter. Now, Kenny, like I was doing and like others, you know, is a crazy boxer. He fights all the time. He does a lot of combat. He's doing different types of combat, jujitsu, whatever. So he's always in the uh, mindset. Right. And that does not bode well when you're filming because you have to be able to switch the brain. And um, again, it's just a combination of how strong he is. There's so many, all the guys are around. There's so much testosterone. But yeah, you bet, you bet that we were betting on that fight. And uh, what we were betting was someone's going to get hurt. And if you, you could actually see it in the episode, Jax's face, Jax is like smiling with his arms crossed like, this. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he tells the prospects, go get, uh, go get towels or something to clean up the blood. It's and happening. It's, it's happening. happening. And, uh, it's and we knew that these two bulls were about to hit. And, uh, and, I, and everybody says, uh, I can't believe how fast you know, Juice moved the furniture. Like I moved that furniture right out of the way because I knew what was coming. And, uh, and just, just an amazing, yeah, I, know, I knew we were going to spend time on that. But man, that, that is truly a monumental moment in the show. So, okay. Um, I always thought we left for Belfast earlier. So did I. I can't believe we were there for such a short amount of time because we're back in the later episodes. So we were only really there for. I'll bet you you're there for four shows at the most. I don't know for sure, but you leave in seven because this is six. We're going to, we're going to get into it, but Oswald's going, you're, you get on the cargo plane. Yeah. That's, that's the next episode. So seven, we're gone. Seven, you leave, and you're there eight, nine, I think ten. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. I thought it was longer. Yeah. Because one of the problems a lot of people had with this season, and I don't know if you remember this, and I think that they might have, it's coming. Unless they removed it completely from the catalog, they changed the theme song. No, they did. No, they did. It's coming later. It's coming when you guys go to when Ireland. We, when we actually go to Ireland, they actually yeah. changed it. And oh no, they've got, got they've got like a oh they've got like an Irish flute in there. People they changed pissed. it all. Oh yeah. Oh no. It, it get ready because that song means a lot to them, and people were pissed when they changed well, it. They 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 tried to keep the same. Bobby tried to keep the same lilt, the same, but an Irish lilt, and people going, "What the what the fuck's going on? Yeah, what, what the happened? fuck what is happened? going on? They were pissed. So okay, so. Jem is in the bathroom at the hospital. Again, this is what we're talking about. I do believe something happened. You and I both don't know, so I don't want to spend time on that because we both know. But she's in the hospital for a reason. Yeah. So Jackson Staller in church. Um, she really is, again, I'll say it again. She's the ultimate villain. She always takes that breath. Um, tell me about the Jackson Stahl scene in the, in the church. I just, I, I just got, look at Jax working with Stahl. Complicated shit going on with the club and Stahl and other clubs and the Irish and the missing baby and Jenna and, and Gemma. I go, Jesus, thank Christ I didn't watch the show. 
<laughs> I mean, I I just I wrote that down in one fucking scene. I'm telling you what these like this idea of yours and your team and I hopped on. I thought it was we're we're going all over. We're going all over. So when you get to stuff like that in the club that they're talking about the past and the future and the and and the now the present, but it has to do with clubs and the Irish and Jimmy O'Fallon and and oof, it's fucking uh, again. Kurt never got the props that he deserved from awards and, and all that sort of stuff. But this kind of shit, because it's such a character show, it's a character show. It's all about all of us more than anything. We don't even have fucking music through this show. There's no inter. Oh. It's just acting and reacting and shit goes down. But this kind of stuff, that's called when they were doing this show and they were breaking it down on that famous board that we'd always try and see, you know, if Juice's name, Tig's name, where are we, what? This is the kind of stuff that they needed to throw out then. It's expositional shit. And I'm telling you what, you, you've got to be on top of your game to figure out what the fuck is going on because you needed to watch all the shows to figure out what this means. Yeah, and a lot of info being thrown at you. A lot you. of info. And then what I love too, which they always did really well on Sons, uh, the timing of Clay walking in, right? Yeah. And I thought, is Clay on to stall in Jacks? Like, is he no. thinking something's no. going on? Right. But for a moment, no. as a fan, because I'm a fan. At this oh, moment, I see what you're saying. Go, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You go, oh, no. shit. He's working with her. He, put, he just put the stuff in his cut. Just. And she, he just walks in. And I'm thinking, and he's asking him about Tara and, you know, uh, make a choice. She's either in or out. You know, yeah. um, things are getting sticky. You know, um, again. We've had a lot of love with Clay and Jax now. They they were started like shit. They were doing really good. And now you can start to see where it's about to get sticky again for them. So I just thought it was interesting, the timing of him coming in and asking. Um, no, that's a very good point, actually, Theo. The whole Jax-Clay economy, the whole thing, that the way things were going and building and the sun's gone, we're going to see him again. Don't you ever forget that. But motherfucker, since Jax beat that Kids on the and things are. I'm with Gemma Island. You're getting your cut stolen. We got no money again. The Mayans are just a trouble and a thorn yep. in our side that yep. we thought we kind of got rid of a little bit. We yep. thought the Mayans and Al Alvarez was going to be more on our side. No. And then okay, well we'll, we'll get to it. But I want to say about how Darby. Oh, we'll get to that. I want we'll to ask you a question first. Yeah. Are Jaren Ta uh, uh Jara? Are Tara and Jax not together? Um. Why am I asking you? Why Why am I even asking you? I think they're together. I don't think so. Oh boy, Jack's telling Gemma to sign. They the might not be together. Stuff. They might be. There might be something behind the clay thing, and then also, it seems like they're a little off. Again, just say it in the comments. And if, oh yeah, no, maybe, maybe they're maybe maybe, maybe they're, not. they're not. Maybe after what happened in that episode one that we Let's watched. Let's keep going. Whatever. Okay. Let's so, see. Kozik and Piney doing their best in that tote. Oh, no, that, that's right, because we do end up with the beautiful Kristen Renton at the end of this episode. So maybe they're not really together. Correct. Okay. okay, go ahead. So uh, Kozik and Piney in the and, tow truck. And, and did you notice when the tow truck was being driven, peeps? Did you notice that it went like that? That's because the biggest redwood sitting here, the other biggest redwood sitting here and I loved, and this is probably Kenny's idea and our beautiful Tracy and our beautiful makeup peeps. He had such bloody, bloody bandaged yeah. eyes under these, these, these 
those orbits in like sunglasses yeah. that that it was from the big fight with Tig. Great. And and it was great. Great additions. He never took them off. Just great shit. Yeah, it's great. It reminds me of uh, uh, one of the Rockies when like Apollo and Rocky, you know, had their fight and they like show up with their glass and they could see the tape underneath it and the blood and all. It's just, yeah. but just seeing Piney and uh, Kozik together was together. cool. Was but so also, cool. yeah, when he's like, it's no sweat off my back, you know, whatever. And just like the way they're playing it, because it, it's always funny when this, this is going to sound super existential and weird and whatever, but when actors are acting in a scene, like you're playing a character already, but so you're you, acting. But you're right, acting <laughs> in the acting. It, that sounds so weird, I know, but it's like Kenny's it's playing Kozik and Kozik's acting. Yeah, pretend no. someone else. And Piney, well, and Lucky's playing Piney, and they're acting tow truck drivers. How do, amazing! It's like, like double acting. How do, no, it's double acting. So double I just get intrigued by that. Um, okay, so. Uh, Jack says to after they do the whole tow truck thing, they get that started. Jack says he gives he uh, Gemma Gemma the stuff and says, "Mom, you need to trust me, and this has to be our secret." So the plan is in full effect right now. So and I, and I go, it's in full effect. But I go, and this, this is me because I don't, you know, I I I you know I have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning, but <laughs> I can't keep up with the SOA secrets right now. There's a there's a lot of secrets between all of us. There's fucking secrets. Yeah, man. Are that are there that many secrets in real life? Like, honestly. I don't. I don't. Maybe maybe in that life. Maybe in a in in group settings. Maybe there is. Like you know. I, I assume maybe right. Yeah. Um. You know. You've college. been on big big sets. College. Right. Maybe there's big casts. Maybe there's shit going. Down yeah. There, you know? Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Especially when people are younger, right? And, they, and they're playing that, the bullshit games. But there was so much. I do remember at one point, I do feel like season three was that point. There was a lot going on. A lot going on. Yeah. It's coming from all angles at this point, And you really got to pay attention. One thing, one thing that is really different about TV um, and movies now. You don't really have to pay attention like you used to. <laughs> Do you ever notice it's that? Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Sit right there. We're going to give you everything in the next 10 seconds, the next 10 seconds, the next 10 seconds, and here we go. And there's not a lot of substance. Don't think. Don't like, think. I'll, Don't think. I'll, Just hang with us. Yeah, yeah, I'll ask people who come out of these like giant $200 million like IMAX-style films, and I'll be like, uh, how was it? And they go, oh, it's amazing. And I go, oh, cool. What'd you like about it? And they're like, it looked amazing. I go, no, no. But how was the story? And they go, Oh, I don't know, but it would look amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so it looked amazing. Okay. Okay. So if we're going for visual stuff, I mean, why not just watch it with the sound off? Who cares what they're saying? <laughs> if it looked amazing. But again, this show, you had to follow what was going on or you're out of it. Because I'm out of it at this point. No, I don't know what's happening. That's why a couple of weeks ago we talked about a scene with, with Clarence and Dayton Callie in that beautiful police office and it was 42 minutes long. 42. And that, that allows you to just sit back. Whew, and take Grab your popcorn. Breath, take get, breath. Make sure the popcorn is right there. Just like, whoa. Just like, this is going to be a couple of old gunslingers. It's a long scene. We don't have to really concentrate a lot because the, the dialogue's easy. But this kind of shit, these secrets going on. Okay, so we, we get to, I don't know if you noticed this, Rossi, but I, I certainly did. Because Tig and Kozig, 
stare after getting the drugs, like from the balloons. Like there was this stare. Okay, but wait, hold on. You're missing before something. that. What yes. I forget. So you talked earlier in this episode about your nickname on set, which is the truest, most honest nickname anybody's ever had, which was safety first. DL yeah. had liftoff. Yeah. You had safety first. I'm sure there was some other ones that stuck around juicy pants and whatever. Yeah. Chibs, when that when those bikers are pulling up the, the Mayans and they come into the wall of SOA guys waiting there with guns, me being one. Oh, yes. I forgot about those two dudes. And yeah, everybody's yeah. firing their guns. But <laughs> we, know, we know that we're not firing to kill them. We're firing in the air. We're firing at the ground. Let me talk to you about safety first. You weren't there. No. And I got to tell you, there. it was safety last. And I'm going to tell you why it was safety last. I want you to go back. And I know you won't, but somebody will tell you on Twitter. Chibs was shooting behind his behind back. Behind his back. No, I saw it. I didn't put it down. Bobby just... was shooting in the air. Boom. And Boom. Ryan had a machine gun, machine gun, a shotgun, shotgun. or whatever it was, shooting Boom. in the air. The most dangerous thing I'd ever been a part of. This yeah. was no safety from us because we yeah. were just having fun. That, that's called the Wild Wild West. If East, you North, were there, if you were oh, there, I would, you would have had a panic any attack. You would have had a panic attack. Wouldn't allowed any of it. I just... So when Chib shot behind his back, I remember watching going, <laughs> man, we are so lucky. Because even though it's blanks, everybody's like, yeah, it's blanks. It is. But again, eardrums, blanks, there's still something that comes out. It's a hot <laughs> shell that comes out. It's, it's a disaster. So never leave uh, us to you. do something and just say, oh, just shoot um, wherever you want. Don't tell us that. No, you can't do that. No, there's no way. So wait, so. Oh, yeah. So that was season two that we had the big things. We should have learned something by then. Uh, okay. Yeah. You, no, are, you the- weren't on. Safety first wasn't around. So the Safety drugs now. Down. So now the drugs come. And I said, Bobby taking the drugs, us seeing the drugs. You guys, again, I was always like a, a, a character. Juice loved drugs. Yeah. Tell me about that when all they all came out. Everybody's reactions were amazing. When, when what? When the drugs came out. What happened? You see everybody's reactions to it. Bobby, when Bobby has to taste it, oh. he like, it's just so big and so great. And like, again, <laughs> it's just so big. And it's so like uh, everybody, all these balloon drugs, juices, eyes light up. I'm hanging out of the okay, van okay, and it's good. just great. Okay. Good. So Clay and Unser. Unser's not playing the game anymore is what I wrote. Um, no. He says, I ain't sleeping much lately, Clay, because of the violence. Um, he's kind of finished with us. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, hard. Yeah, it's, hard. it's hard for Unser at this time now. There's been too many deaths. It's been, you know, Hale's gone. Everyone's fighting one another. He, he's got the cancer. He's, 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 he's ready to go. He's ready to just shut it all down. But he's trapped. He's trapped. Mm-hmm. He can't go anywhere. We have him. We own him. He's a cop that helps out the club. He, he, he can't go anywhere and he knows it and you just get all <sighs> and he's known them since he was 18 like I always oh, yeah. there was a first yeah. nine show Unser would be like the young guy there yeah. you know he says I'm better I'm closer with this club than I ever was with you know anybody in this department he yeah. really is so intertwined with Gemma and Clay and all that and uh, just part of the town so I think that um, that was an interesting scene because he couldn't even look at Clay 
No. Dayton, Dayton played it where he didn't look at him. No, couldn't even look at him. I love that. Me Tommy too. does that a lot with the Irish. It was fun. It was when you don't actually look at someone and they're right there looking at you and you actually don't even fucking look at them because you don't know if you're going to punch them or you're trapped or what are you really thinking or you don't want to tell them what you're thinking because I says, you've always said, and you're right, don't lie. Interesting choice as an actor. Not well, you have, you have two when you're feeling like that. You do with Kozik, you always look right at him, right? And you're smiling and you're looking like into his soul. So it's either I'm going to look through you Oh, I'm not even going to give you my eyes. Like yeah. you don't even have these. Yeah. And, and it's so blatant that you're literally turning your whole body. So that, that was a, that was a great scene. Again, they have so many in there. So Gemma giving the statement to stall that Jax wrote, I wrote everything starting to come together for the finale. What an interesting build, by the way, I have a couple of questions. You worked with Robin Weigart before. Yeah, Weigert, yeah. Weigert. A couple times. Love it. Robin Weigert, yeah. yeah. She's beautiful. She so really, talented. She really played that lawyer different than maybe someone would play the lawyer. Right? Yeah. No, I, I, I thought what a what a I mean, we've talked about how the casting was so great on this show and you know, a woman beautiful, another strong, but Robin played she wasn't gnarly, she wasn't like mob boss ish no. lawyer. She was just fucking real dressed good this is the deal and and I, I believed everything she said everything she said yeah it was just such an interesting way to play it very like um very light she played it like lighter on her feet than someone who you know any any maybe a less of an actor could it she made it she made a really strong choice for what she was doing and i think a less of an actor might just play that like a lawyer and not give it any colors or any character or anything else and she made that character a character and sometimes it's hard to make those legal yeah things that are just exposition a character and i really thought that was cool that she kind of made that into a character actor you know right. what I mean? Whether it be through sexuality, whether it be through lines, or whether it be just cool. Not really cool. And and we've said this before. I, I talked to all my buddies about this. Expositional stuff, scientists, those incredibly doctored, like West Wing. I couldn't have been mm. on that show if you paid me no. money. Uh, all the dialogue and Can't all the credit. Like you, you really have to be, you have to know what you're saying and then forget about it and make it real and make it real. And Robin did an incredible job doing that as the lawyer. So we're in this scene with Gemma giving that statement. Okay, so like, what the fuck happened there? I am, I swear to God, I am just an audience member watching this last night and I'm sitting there going, all right, I kind of remember, but not really, but kind of, and holy fuck, Stahl is starting to panic. She's starting to panic in this room because Gemma is saying, too much is she gonna tell her side of the story which she's already been told to stall what to say and all of a sudden she talks she talks about sarah right uh uh um polly stall stalled polly played polly sarah jones stall's daughter talked about her and then she tells the lie and said that it wasn't stall but her partner yeah i didn't see that coming no, me neither. So here's what's crazy. Everything's starting to come together. Okay. This is where I feel like. I'm Holy kind of, shit. Yeah. I Kaiser feel like Soze. Chaz Palmitari at the end of yeah. Usual Suspects. Yeah. So yeah. this is, it's so crazy. Skokie, Illinois. Everything that's happening at the end of Usual Suspects with the oh. boy. Here's, here's what I got. One, no idea that was about to happen. No. So I'm so happy that I watched this episode. Never seen it, obviously. Um, 
Stahl is acting. And another example, like we said with Piney and Kozik, of an actor acting. She, and she's doing so well because she wrote the statement. She knows what's coming. She knows what's coming up. And she's acting like, oh, my God, she's about to implicate me. She's about to say me. And even the guy who's interviewing her turns and looks at Agent Stahl. And then she pins it on her partner. Yeah. If you ever had to know why she's the greatest villain in television, she pins it on her partner, not just her partner in the force or the I department, her partner in life. In life. Now, hang on. Let's talk about that for a second. Did we, did we start this show? Were they together, her partner installed in bed, or is that later? Uh, I think it's, uh, I it's uh, we haven't seen it yet, but oh no, it might have been this show. It might have been. It might show. might have been at the beginning. Anyway, it doesn't yeah, matter. Does, doesn't but, matter. Uh, but she pins it on her, and she does it because she needs her plan to work and to win at this game that she's created, and get Gemma off so she can get Jax to do. Man, what 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 what? And and again, she's acting inside of a scene. So again. Great scene. And then the lawyer, played by Robin, who we just spoke about, so maybe doesn't know what's act- happening. Maybe No, she doesn't. But maybe we're all being too good of actors. Like that last scene that, we're, that we talked about, the finale of season three, in, in, you know, and, and I don't think Gemma knew what was going down. No. I think she was completely flown, floored. But all of us in the paddy wagon start laughing after yeah. the fact that it all, the acting that we, you rat, you fuck. With that maybe we were too good that's at that's acting maybe, inside maybe, of acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we were all just a little too good at it. Anyway, this is a moment. Nobody where... nobody ever tips the hat. There's no. very rarely that the only time I've seen in the things that we've been doing for these Reaper reviews where someone tipped the hat and I didn't notice it until Jax turned away from stall in thirteen and had a little smirk on Has his that face. Little, went, oh. little, little smirk. And I went, oh shit! I didn't know. No, beautiful, that first. and we did. No, not the first time, but I cer- certainly saw it when we were doing these. So that was the only tip of the hat. So that was an amazing scene, super cold blooded by Stahl. So now we go to the under the bridge scene. Okay, so I I really have to talk about this for a second, please, because do. we had many different interpretations of under the freeway. Out on the on the dirt, clubs coming in, getting off bikes, standoff, didn't always fight, but we had a few of them over the years. This is actually the first one that I really remember. Mm. I said nothing, but I maybe that's why. I mean, I didn't have to prepare other than to just feel it, know where I came from, where I was going. This was like your scene. This was Clay's scene. This was you know, Marcus doesn't like losing heroin. Like, he really doesn't like losing heroin. And that other club that we just talked about, that you talked about, yeah, right? So it's, I mean, the, it's the Grim Bastards are behind us. Correct. They're with us. Not, not them. Michael Beach. Remember. Oh, the Lodi, the Lodi Club. Grim, I don't remember. That's them. Yeah, so Jose Pablo Cantillo is the one uh, who Beautiful took actor. my cut. Beautiful yeah. actor. Uh just I saw the, that in the preview. Yeah, just did cut, The Walking I, Dead recently. He's a great actor. Him well, and I had become fast friends. Um, so here's what's funny about that yeah, scene. Yeah, please. Um, 
obviously again i'm still in the put me in put me in coach mode put me in coach i was getting more in at this point you know i was still again still the young juice got my cut taken always getting abused by somebody always getting always always the guy who's you know cleaning to take, the party moving the furniture to the walls moving still the furniture moving, to know. the walls just trying and i know i got this scene and i'm going to knuckle up and i'm going to finally yes fuck yeah finally get to do it finally get to be a son Right here we go. And, uh, we didn't really have time to rehearse. Remember that you guys come in there. You come in there. We're losing daylight. Yeah. Gotta go. And I had those big old boots on. Oh, and I um. Ever. Did you and, ever? Uh, and after the punch, he goes down. And he made a joke to me, Jose, before it. He said, "Hey, it's a movie." I said, "No, I know. Come on, I'm not an idiot." And I threw that kick and it connected and I didn't pull it. And uh, I think he broke his ribs. I think he was in the hospital right after it. And, uh, and he broke his rib and I think he missed the day of filming. And I felt, I've never felt worse in my life. And it made me realize. I forgot that. Yeah. It taught me I a forgot lot. That. It taught me a lot about um, stage combat. It taught me a lot um, about patience and how things look faster on camera and all the stuff I told you earlier about Kozik. That was the moment where I really learned. And now he was yeah, you know, 11, 12 years later, and I do it all the time in movies and, uh, and, and TV shows. And I've really become like, you know, safety first or safety second, if you want to call it. Um, Good. But I, that moment was my learning lesson because I had all the guys around me. You could smell the testosterone. Um, everybody's just, let's go. And this was this moment. And, uh, and I got over anxious and I wasn't paying attention. And I, don't, I know our stunt coordinator at the time. I don't think Norris was there yet. Um, don't remember. Don't remember Sorry. either. Eric don't Norris. Remember. Eric Norris, Chuck Norris's son, was actually the stunt coordinator on Sons of Anarchy for the majority of the run. I'm not sure he was there yet. Fun fact, by the way. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I just, I just didn't pull up. But that was, uh, again, taking that bad moment away that was an amazing scene because you know again i got to get put in coach it's juice is kind of you're learning a little more about him and again we talked about this recently with uh when we went back to the fingers and the fingers in the ass scene with cameron yeah yeah you know and and the little dutch boy stuff again you're earning and learning why you're going to break your heart with juice later on is this is a guy, he got his cut taken. He gets beat up. He lost money. He's just trying. He's trying. He's trying. He's surely not a hero. He's surely not the cool guy. And, um, and he was trying. And, uh, but he, but he ain't no villain. I'll tell you that he ain't no villain. Juice was never a villain. Mm. He, he, he really was a lost boy. Lost in one. a man's world, and he had to grow up so fast because of certain decisions that he made. And again, it's all writing. It's all writing. It's what you brought to the character that made it so unforgettable, Theo. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you and I are doing these first three seasons first. Me too. But boy, when we get to four Oof. and five, I mean, if I you can't even imagine. I was thinking about that. If I you can't think even imagine. this is fun. Just laying the the bricks. We're laying the bricks for the Reaper reviews. We're Holy laying the shit. bricks. But the family's going to go nuts when they hear about you and Miles with me and my daughter. When you they hear Venus. that stuff, you and me Venus, and Venus, you and when, when they, they're going to lose it. They're going to lose it. So 
But yeah, that was that was I remember that. And 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 you couldn't help but feel for juice because you wanted to prove to the boys how tough you were, how you're cut. Even remember Alvarez goes, Come on, I see. How, yeah, how, yeah. How do you lose your cut? Yeah, and how I do remember you lose your cut. Yeah, and I remember thinking, I remember filming it that day. We were on um we were on some bridge. It was a little further than we usually go, but I just remember that scene. So now just Jose is such a great guy and he's an even better actor. So the, but the fight was a disaster and I just, I love that kid. Um, uh, so now we get to Darby. Darby's all burnt. Okay. Out. Tell me why. Why? why? No, good. No, why? No, you, I don't know. No. Why? Don't ask know. Theo. Why? Meth, was meth lab? What? Sure. That's what it had to have been. Did we blow it up? I don't remember. Don't know. What, am I in Chandler's Island? Was I with you guys? Like, don't know. Can we right now after we hang up on this, let's just watch like four and five and then let's just do it right now. Fuck I don't it. know oh. if maybe he got burnt way before that. Remember, Darby was one of those guys that would disappear for like 10 episodes at a time. He might he might have got burnt in something to do with Zobel. Again, listen, uh, they'll t- the second this thing posts, there'll be 900 comments. Tell us, tell us. Sam they'll tell say, us, tell yeah, us. they'll say, listen, uh, dipshits. This why, is why what happened. This is what happened. Okay, good. But the point is, Darby is super burnt. Um, okay, he's, he's, super he's burnt. at a, he's at a clinic getting his little thing looked at. That's why I think it might be a little bit more recent. His face because because he's in a clinic getting looked at, and he looks out the window at the most perfect time. I mean, kind of set up, if you ask me, but. He happens to look out, and there's fucking Jax and Tara and a doctor. Yeah, why is like, out of the and, back of a van? Like, what are you doing? Go, first of all, you're doing it right near the hospital. Go to a parking lot. You know, it's, go to it's the just, rec room. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? doing? Let it, letting Darby see that. And he's got his cut on. Why is he got a cut on? Take yeah, cut off. Come on. He's, Silly. He's, doing, he's doing a little bit of that. He's super gonna, oh, silly. Oh no, no, no. So he's kind of Jax is still kind of with Tara. Remember he when he oh, went to Tara. But wait a second, before you go on that, yeah. Before after that whole thing with Darby, um, okay, okay, no. So he my sees, point is, he went to the hospital. Jax did, and and said to Tara, "I'm sorry, but I need you. They just done the, uh, yep. but I need you." Yep. And so she goes, "Okay, okay, I'll fucking do it. Yep. I'll just fucking do it." So so she's helping him. All right, so. Talk okay, about, so he goes to see yeah. Jacob Hale. Yeah. Who's running for mayor? Yeah. Against Oslo. Says, I don't want anything. I just want these guys to feel pain. I don't I don't care. I just want them to get basically fucked up, right? I want them fucked up. I guess. Sure. Okay. He's there, he's pissed off. He's, you know, he's he's burnt up. He looks crazy. He looks like uh sloth from Goonies. He's a mess at this point. Darby goes to see Jacob Hale. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to cut to the hospital. I want to talk about a couple of things in the hospital with you and Kozik before we get into it. Cause that's the next scene. Yeah. Opie walks in with the flowers. Isn't it always fun still? Maybe it's just me because I'm nostalgic. Isn't it fun to see the sons in all that gear in different settings, like watching Opie, <laughs> this big gorilla come in with his cut on and his woolly. Bouquet of flowers. Big bouquet of flowers, and it's almost like a cartoon, right? It, like, it looks like funny. Oh no! I'm if like, you thought, if you thought that wasn't a cartoon, the cartoon really begins with me in the ladder. Oh, uh, like ball cap. 
We're full cartooned out Full there. cartoon. And Opie, what I loved is he has the flip phone. So it shows you oh, that yeah. this still is, this is like 2010. I mean, the, the, the iPhone had come out, but we're still in flip phone mode. No, and, we're, and as you know, we, we use burners because you can't trace burners. We That's all right. had burners because you can't trace them. That's why we really had. So you and Kosick, first of all, again, I don't want to bring up the obvious because sometimes you need to do things as plot points. Jack's with the cut on selling HIV drugs to this doctor is silly in the parking lot. Silly. You and Kozik together to even go the hit is even silly. It, no, it's, it's even sillier. Couldn't do you and Chips? No, it's me and Kozik, man, because fucking Clarence, Clarence is tasking us to do shit, to fucking do shit because Clarence wanted Kozik in the club. And I'm the only one who's going to For any new listeners, Clarence is Clay. Oh, Clay. It's his full name. For any new listeners. Did we bring that up last week or this week? I can't remember. But last week. So you guys go in, you do that scene. Tell me about that scene. This guy's in there. He's from this new club that we can't remember the name of from Lodi. He's in there. He's got the tattoos under his lip. I remember all that because it said his club name. And you're going to put cyanide into his thing and and you're going to kill him. Correct. You fuck up. Tig fucks up on that yeah big time because i thought this guy was knocked out almost half dead anyway knocked out he's on morphine at least he's sleeping at best no he's not he's none of the above he opens an eye and he fucking clocks tig yeah needle goes flying cartoons alive and well the fucking needle goes flying i'm looking for it can't find it Kozik's going, you're a fucking idiot. And I go, shut the fuck up. He's got blood. I've got blood. Big fight. We don't like each other, but we do, but we don't. And I can't find the fucking needle. So then we have fucking like stabbing him and killing him and putting it in his heart, like right in his, in his heart, which we'll talk about in a minute. And that's, that's, that's what that scene. And I'll tell you what, that scene was as funny to film as anything. If you can imagine our boy in the bed and me and Kenny and it's close quarters. They had to put the ladder up first. Get in there. We got gloves on, needles, and we're supposed to drop shit anyway. Then we're supposed to drop it where Steve could kind of see it with the camera. I could never put it in the right fucking place. So finally they just placed one down there and hoped that the needle went fucking nuts again. And then there it was. And it kind of was. So it was fun day. Fun day of nothing going right for me and Kenny. So let me ask you a question. This sounds weird, but I was just thinking about it. That's 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember filming it? That day? Yeah. I do. As clear as day, right? Pretty pretty good. Pretty, pretty clear, good. right? Pretty good, yeah. If I asked you what you did last week about something, you have no idea. Not a clue. Isn't it so strange with acting that sometimes you remember things like, I remember under that bridge. I remember what I was doing between takes. I remember like going to walk over here and seeing this thing, looking out over the bridge and- I remember it, but literally, if you ask me what I did this morning, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, no. I, I don't know. So there's certain moments with acting and that scene had so much going on. And that's, what's so weird about what we do for a living. There's certain things that you truly just remember. And I'm sure that's like that with life, right? I can go back and remember certain things from high school or whatever. But with that show, there were moments that you remember so well. And that scene, there's so much going on because you have to bash his head and and cozy. Oh, it's a oh, mess. You know, it's a mess. And and then we get in. If can we just keep going here? Yeah, please. So we go. We go from that, and 
you know, we, we go right into the, the clubhouse, into the chapel. Oh, and so me nice. and Kenny start to fucking yell. Yep. And I go, it was his heart. And I remember Hunnam for the next four years. All of us. But and Hunnam, you, man, that was Charlie's. That was his that, line. Charlie took it, and you guys picked up on it. Every once in a while, just to get under my fuck, it was his heart. It was his heart. It was his heart. Charlie would yell that at you all the oh, time. right there in my fucking ear, right before a big-ass scene. Go, it was his heart. <laughs> he, he, he could not. It was all, it was like Pacino would do it. You know, Pacino would do it like that. Oh, God. Because you were yelling in that scene, in the chapel. Yelling. In fact, the, the one that we ended up using, the one I saw last night, that was on the down low. There were some takes where Hunnam would just go like this. I got to take my pods out. He would just go <laughs> like that. He was just like, Coach is completely unraveled. He doesn't know what the fuck he's saying, and it's too loud. So now the cops bust in. Everybody comes in. There's a great moment in this scene. Everybody comes in, and it's the local cops, obviously, because our boy Clay, a.k.a. Clarence, uh, Clay Morrow, Clarence Morrow, uh, had this talk with Unser, and Unser knew that we might skip bail. So he sends all the cops to the clubhouse. They come busting in. Hang on a second. Yeah. Hang on a second. I'm not sure Unser knew about this bust. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You're right. It's because Darby told Jacob. Everybody yeah. listen to me. Yeah. No, it's because Darby told Jacob. Yeah, you're, right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And but and Unser because, didn't flag it fast. He like didn't he didn't get because he's like this. You just brought this up. He's like this. He doesn't want to fucking deal anymore. He's in a bad spot. He's in a corner. But when he tells Clay, I didn't know about it. They, it happens like that. I, I believed him. He didn't know about it. Okay. But he but but again, he's not he's not also on it like he used to be. Right? No. So, not so at all. Jacob Hale must have called this in, obviously Super Hale or whatever. No, uh, he's gone, right? So this they, is. Oh no, Hale's gone. No, no, Hale's this, gone. This is this is, uh, this is Jacob Hale it, making the force do this. It's 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 Hale's brother who's running for mayor, Jeffrey, his real name. He's he called it in to fucking stall and all those fucking ATF people and they're, they're dying. not ATF. That's regular cops. I think came in. I think there were regular cops. Did Stahl make it into that scene? I just saw she it last didn't. night. She didn't. Stahl's not no. in that scene. No. Well, they were dying to find some script, let me tell you. Well, and, the, they, and they didn't find it. Right. So and that it's was the good. beginning of the Unser Sam Crow having problems a little, right? We said this. This is the beginning of that yeah. problem. So there's an interesting thing that happens in that scene. I don't know if you noticed it. It's one of my favorite moments. Uh, everybody comes out. Hands up. Hands up. Everybody comes out. We're going down. They're all bum rushing. And Bobby's sitting in the back lighting a cigarette at the table. He never gets up. That fucker. Never got up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking call him as soon as I get off this thing. Never got up. He's sitting back he'll there. Go, he'll go, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, show him the scene. He never got up. <laughs> no, he never got up. No, he, he never, never got up. Got He's up. literally at the table in the, he in probably, the, he probably in the chapel. To, he probably said to our boys, am I in the shot though? Yeah. Like if I, so I'll just stay here. And they ended up doing a little wider and, he is having a little pop. He's in the background smoking a cigarette. At the table, never even flinched. Whether he never be, got up. Oh, if that's oh, a character oh. choice, it was brilliant. And if it's not, it was even more brilliant. It's so even more brilliant. One, even, either one, it was 
fucking fantastic because Bobby Elvis did not move. And then one thing I also thought about, I didn't remember that we had that female deputy who joined the cast. Oh, she's amazing. Her name is uh, Tiara, Tiara Delver. Her name is Maria Delver, Maria. Maria. It's it's spelled a beautifully weird name. So I always, it's like Tiara Maria, Maria Delver. She's from Saskatchewan. She did like, she did like my home problems. She did like 25 shows. We loved it when she came. Remember her and Dave, my standing Dave Jensen. He would, he would kind of be with Maria. They're kind of partners, but Maria. Yeah, man. She's from Saskatchewan. Yeah. Originally. Yeah. Wow. wow look at that yeah. two, who would have thought two, two, two Saskatchewan thought? people in the same television show you got you got and leslie it's... nielsen from manitoba Unbelievable. from the saskatchewan unbelievable yeah. leslie nielsen my favorite actor ever uh, i'm uh, i still funny. watch the naked guns all the time um okay so uh, lawyer Robin, uh, here she comes trying to get passage through Oswald. Um, br- this was a pretty huge move here. We bring in Alvarez yeah. to kind of seal the deal. Yeah. To assure Oswald that we're not, that there's going to be no more bloodshed. Because we say it all the time. But That here, was bizarre, Hank. Hey? We all, they all came in. There he is. Yeah, pretty yeah. Awesome. Go ahead. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So that's that's kind of like the big power move right there. Like, hey, we need this. Um, and again, I think at this point we still kind of have the thing over Oswald about the nuts of the the thing with his daughter from early in the season, season one, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. When 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 uh, Emilio does say, I thought we already had this handled from what I did about my boy, but they're still not handled. That's why this time I think we almost start to believe it. I, I, at least I do. But we'll find out. Yeah, I think but, I don't think I don't. I, I wonder if this is the end of our problems with the Mayans for good. That's exactly what I was wondering too. We're halfway through season three. We're about to go to fucking Ireland. Uh, there's a lot of shit that goes down in Ireland. We get back, then we go right to prison for a year and a half for season four to start. We'll find out. We'll find out about season four. But somewhere in there, Emilio becomes really kind of part of SOA in a weird sort of way, those minds. A hundred percent. And bringing him in at the end of this with Oswald was a big part of that. So then we go to um, Jack's having to tell Tara about the drug raid. Them not knowing I, who did it and thinking that jail could be super heavy for her. I, I felt for Tara. Me too. In, in this scene. I, I remember thinking from, from the shows that we've watched so far, you and me, I, I, I I'm not really taking sides to be perfectly honest with you. I'm just letting the show wash over me because you and I did all 92. So, so we were there mm-hmm. and we, we know how Sutter went off on these tangents of love and then hate and then staying together and not staying together. And Tara and Jax were at the top of that mountain. So at this moment, I, again, like his tone with her and he, I know he's doing it for love and he's doing, but he's done with her. He's done. He's done. And, and you see, and Tara just helped with the scripts. And, and, and he's actually blaming her for ratting out on the scripts. And she's, and her fucking reaction, Maggie, was just so brilliant. Oh, she's fucking amazing. She's just so brilliant. She's going, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Why? It wasn't him. It, and he's going, well, then who? You know, those moments where you just, 
Yeah. Someone said something, and the only one that was there was you two and one other, you know, sort of a denominator that we don't know who that guy is, but he wouldn't say anything because he's taking money. No. So it must have been you. If it wasn't you, it wasn't me. And the fact but, that he blames her is heavy. I know. That's what I'm just saying. It was fucking, uh, fucking Darby. And it was right. Darby, burnt it's up Darby, looking like up. Goonies, Why? sloth from Goonies. Look, yeah. yeah. And, and, and here's what's crazy. So now we go to our famous montage ending. Yeah. Start showing everybody in their beds. Yeah. Oh, that's maybe where I saw Stahl and her girl. Her girl in, was in, sleeping. Yeah. In, yeah, and yeah. she's just awake. Correct. Yeah, she's yeah. sleeping and okay. she's awake. That's where I saw it. You know, and and uh, and uh, Clay Clarence is watching uh, uh, Yul Brenner on TV, and Jem is sleeping in the hospital bed. But what we get is an amazing thing. Now we see Tara, and this is a first. We don't usually do this, and again, I'm always weird because I love watching camera angles. Is we first see Tara alone in her bed, no one's next to her. We see a second shot of Tara alone, but it's from the side, which we never do. We usually just show one you're, angle. You're right. We did another angle. That's You're how right. I knew that something bad was coming. And when I mean bad, I don't mean bad necessarily for all the women watching or all the men or whoever, you know, whatever, for everyone watching, because we get to see Jack's, you know, pumping away with the back tattoo out. But we knew it was going to be bad for Tara because there were two shots of her. And we were seeing her completely alone, side face, front face. Twice. Twice. <clears throat> Amazing. And then, you know, we see Jack's with... Uh, um. Kristen Renton's character. What was the name uh, again? I always forget. Um, uh, I don't know. Winter don't know. was was uh, what the fuck was Kristen's name? She was amazing. amazing. I, and we, we we didn't get an, we didn't get enough of her on the show. She was in a I bunch. Know she was, but she, the early she, stuff with Georgie she, with uh, she would have done more. I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding. That girl was so good, and they loved her. We so loved her. Good. We loved but her. But the was amazing in it. But it's the storyline. It's the storyline. Kurt Sutter loved us all, but it was the storyline. If your storyline wasn't going to go, well. But what's crazy is when Jack sees her in the beginning of this episode, he says, now's not the time. You're right. I'm busy. Right. And pulls out. That's right. Knowing that this is going to end the way it ends, which again. Does it Ima? Ima. Thank you. Great. Great. By the way. Great. That might've been your best pull to date. Um, I I didn't even look it up, but I think it's Ima. Anyway, go ahead. No, you're right. So here's what I want to tell you. What happened a lot when the show was going on would it would be Team Gemma, Team Jax, Team Tara, right? But nobody ever liked Tara. Tara got a lot of bad, bad like she got a lot of stuff. I never stuff. understood that really. Me neither. And and even you know for me when later on it would be like when Juice and Jax were having their problem. Well, I'm Team Juice and I'm Team Jax, and they were having this whole thing. Team Clay was a big one, right? Team Gemma was the big one, but no one ever wanted to be on Tara's side. And I got to tell you something. I know we're however many episodes we're in. I don't see what Tara's ever done wrong. What has she done wrong? Nothing. 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 Jax is the one who's doing something wrong. It must be just that she's the she's the girl, the woman, the lover of our prince. Right. The prince. The prince doesn't need to get married. The prince is going to run. He's going to run the whole fairy tale. The prince will. He'll find her later. But Tara's been involved from the get go. From the get go, always a thorn, but mostly a rose to Jacks. And people 
Man, yeah, she. You they know. just didn't like, her. and they didn't like her when she was in competition with Wendy. They didn't like her when she was in competition with Gemma. And here's Maggie acting circles around people. She's amazing. She's an amazing actress, stage like, actor. The way it's done, she's amazing. Bringing it in every scene, and again, there was this thing. So I know the fans, you know, all love her, but there was this thing back then where I remember she would have a tough time because they almost tried to like paint her as like an enemy. But it wasn't in the writing. No. No. You know what I mean? And maybe it was just because anybody, and believe me, I felt this when Jax and I had our thing, and we'll talk about that in the later seasons, where it was like, he could do no wrong even if he was doing wrong. And, uh, and here he is doing wrong at the end of this episode, technically, with Tara sitting at home. But still... He's the hero and she's not. But uh, what an amazing way to end the episode. You know, I've always loved those back tattoos. Again, who has the back tattoo? Just Opie and Jax. Jax. And it. then we'll, we'll, no, and then one other guy did that we burnt the tattoo off his oh, back. Oh, yeah. Season one, we'll get to that. Um, we'll get to that. Beautiful little actor, too. Anyway, I, and do you notice how this show ended? This incredible, I won't let you go, the song, I won't let you go. Um, it ends on, oh no. oh no, oh no, oh no. That's right. how the song and the show and the Reaper comes up. Oh no, that's how this episode. The last two words were, oh no, and that's right. You could end, oh no, on every fucking. I'm gonna episode. end, oh no, on this. Um, <laughs> Another amazing episode. Uh, you know the deal. Goes. Oh, one question. Sorry. Hold on. Don't. 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 I want to ask the question quick. <laughs> I want to. Do you do have the one there? I do. I have one. I have one keyed me? up. Keyed up. It's keyed up. When I say Key it's keyed it. up, it means it's going to take a minute. Okay. This is a great one. It's from Sarah Peterson. Uh, I don't want to wreck the last name, G-E-B-A-U-E-R, Gabar, Gabauer. Sure, sure. Sarah Peterson, Gabauer. I'm not sure if this is how you submit questions for Reaper reviews, because I'm bad with technology. Well, she's like you. So am I. Uh, okay, but here it goes. One thing I've always noticed in watching the series is that all these guys have broken relationships or no relationships outside of the club, with rare exception. Tig has estranged daughters. Bobby is divorced from Precious. Opie can't connect with his kids and is battling with Donna until she is, you know, murdered by the club. Jax is constantly battling with Piney, with Tara. Jax is constantly battling with Tara. Piney is divorced from Mary or estranged, maybe. And then uh, Juice is always alone, etc. It speaks to the toxic nature of the club. Why do these guys keep with it when it destroys their lives time after time? What is it about Sam Crow that makes them willing to walk away from these potentially life-saving relationships? In your research into 1% and all, is this really true or is this just part of the show? I appreciate the community you're building here. Thank you so much. First of all, great question. Okay, that, that question was hit right out of the park. Um, I think this is, a, you, you can't really answer this question in, in one sit down, but I will just say that I'm an actor, uh, playing a character called Alexander Tig Traeger on, on the show Sons of Anarchy. You do all your research, you find out about one percenters. I could ride before I started the show. All of a sudden, the one thing that we had uh, as a bond was family. 
Bikers are family. Trust me when I say this. There's not one biker that is not a family member of a family, meaning the bikers that they associate with. Most of them have relationships, obviously. A lot of them are fathers and, and, and mothers and, and have kids. But the club, there's something about the club that, that Opie had problems with, with leaving and coming and the pull and the push. The club is the family. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be broken relationships with other things, if if you put club above your wife or your 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 old lady or your guy or your buddy or whatever, the club, it, you go to church, you go to chapel. You, there's there's certain rules when you belong to a club, and uh, I don't think it's like the NFL. Theo, you and I've talked about this dance to finish off my answer. The NFL, and we know all the brain injuries and the brain injuries. There's not one NFL player that would have changed anything because of the love of the sport and the love of the contact and the love of the buddies in the locker room. One percenters have that going on. So it's a constant push and pull. And it's a great question. Yeah. And I think you really answered it for me. It's that, and I think juice actually said this line early in the, uh, in that prison episode that we did, um, where he got, uh, shanked is the club is your family. Everything else takes a step back. Beautiful scene. You were sitting on the bed. Yeah. You started to charge. So that that's it. I mean, if you really want that answer, Sarah, the answer is that that's it. The club is the family. And when you have something that is the utmost importance, where if anything even roughly comes in the way of that, it gets pushed to the side. So I think all the things you're talking about, why Juice was alone, why Tig was estranged from his daughter, why, why he had all these problems, why all this stuff with Jackson Tara, that's all because the first thing in their life was Sam Crow. That's right. So that's the number one thing in their life. Everything else that comes in the mix of that is a problem. Meaning that you're lucky to be there. And if you're, and if you in any way impede on this relationship with the club, you're gone. There's there's, there's no time for you now. That's right. So great, great question. I love stuff like that. uh, Wacky Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday. We've done four episodes in season three. We're going to go back. What do you want to go? You want to go to season one or season two? I think we better go to two because we went to one and then we'll go back to one. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's go to season two. So whoever uh, is listening to this, tell us what episodes you want us to watch in season two that we haven't seen uh, and that we haven't, that we haven't discussed and uh, we'll do. And And then we'll go back to season one. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Because wait till we get to four, five, and six. No, no, Theo. I can't, I can't sleep at night thinking about it. I can't. (laughs) Me too. I can't wait. I can't. I have to wear a blindfold when I talk to you. I'm going to have a whole different setting. I might buy a studio just for four, five, <laughs> and six. I promise I'll have a microphone and oh headphones by no, We're going to be we're going to be official when it comes to that. We're going to be even more. We're getting more official by the day. Subscribe, right. people. Subscribe. subscribe. Do the do survey. We love you all. Survey. Love you. Agent love you, 644. I love you, brother. Agent 644 you, brother. is out. Theo. <laughs> Theo. Love you, buddy. Love you, brother. See you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T-H-E-O, small R-Y, capital P-O-D. If we're talking Reaper Reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper Reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And, uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, 
This life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example. Um, and let's keep making a difference. All right. All right. Hey, yo. Shout out to my crew, the Theory Team. The team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up, go follow them, go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire theory team. Uh, or as we say in New York, big up, um, incredible people, incredible humans. And I'm fortunate and proud to have them.